Welcome to the Pendulum Insight Podcast. This is a show for deal makers in the blockchain business, where we meet the players who are changing the game today and get their insight into everything from the red tape to the raise. This is your host, Colton Moffitt. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Today, we've got Jeff Kardaikis, and he's the founder of the largest quality crypto community in the world. So over 600,000 members, and that's affiliated with CCINews.net and his top three crypto podcasts. So Jeff's specialized in marketing and media management, and particularly, as you can tell, with community building. So now he's launched Uptrend, and Uptrend is what we're here to talk about today. So without any further babbling from me. Jeffrey, just tell us about yourself, how you got involved in the blockchain space, and, uh, and then we'll move on to Uptrend. For sure, yeah. Super grateful to be here. Colton, thanks for having me. Um, so yeah, a little bit about me, like to backtrack in the past. I worked as a full-time firefighter for a number of years, but uh, it just wasn't quite my cup of tea. Amazing job, but there was just more of like a free spirit entrepreneurial thing that wanted to, to jump out. And so uh, my friends and myself took a leap into investing into actually marijuana stocks back in 2015. And we created like a nice cohesive community where we share knowledge and insights about, you know, where the space is moving, where the next moves are going to happen. And it just really took off and uh, actually ended up being a catalyst for me to like have that safety and comfort to be able to take a leap away from firefighting and into a more, I guess you could say, digitally nomadic lifestyle. Uh, and then once I found out about Ethereum, everything, the whole game changed for me. I realized you know, decentralized applications are going to be the way of that our world works and operates in the very short term future. And mm -hmm. it was just so exciting for me to realize that we're going to start shifting power structures away from centralized corporations back to the people. That's like what I'm like, I got goosebumps right now. I don't know if you can see it, <laughs> but uh, I, it's so exciting to me to have power and wealth distributed among people who deserve it rather than just the top of the pyramid. And so for about a couple months there, I was awake till 4 a.m. watching videos of, you know, from the guys like Ivan on Tech, Omar Bomb, and just in a Reddit and the cryptocurrency community, like researching Ethereum, what's happening, what's coming up and all these other cryptos. Mm -hmm. And uh, so just from like absorbing all that knowledge, I just naturally wanted to share it back out to the guys who I had, uh, you know, initially started investing in marijuana stocks with. So we created a group called the Cryptocurrency Investing. Mm -hmm. And uh it all just blasted off from there. We got, you know, from our 12 group of friends to 13 people to 14. And, you know, now it's the network that it is today. So it's just been all organic growth, which has been super exciting. Uh, just coming from this place of wanting to share knowledge, information, and for us all to grow together. That's really great. And uh, I had to stop myself from making jokes about marijuana stocks and firefighters and chiefs. So we'll move on. <laughs> but, um, you know, with that community growing as quickly as it did and the timing of it, of course, be really beneficial in that way. You decided at, at one point, like, hey, let, let's make this uptrend thing happen. Now, you, you mentioned that you're on Reddit quite a bit. And I think mm -hmm. if a person was to go and look at uptrend, they might say, oh, this is kind of familiar in some ways. So yeah. were you a big time Redditor then? A lot of Reddit use? For sure. I found Reddit was the place where I could get the best information you know mm -hmm. like crypto twitter i find is it's just a melting pot of a whole lot of hype men and uh, technical analysis that maybe don't exactly know what they're doing so reddit i found was really good and mm -hmm. yeah like you mentioned uh 
uptrend definitely is inspired by the Reddit forum layout. Yeah. Uh, in my books, it's like, if it's not broke, don't fix it, but optimize where you can. And so that's what uptrend is doing is just optimizing on a lot of features that, you know, I feel like Reddit could implement. Right. And so, you know, for those who are listening or watching and they don't necessarily have any experience with the platform yet, I want to get into what it is and how it started specifically from the perspective of what was the straw that broke the camel's back? You know, what pushed you from having this community uh, on, you know, Facebook or wherever and considering mm -hmm. such a platform to actually pouring your resources into the effort? Yeah. So it's just, it all stemmed from just my personal feeling of there being an, an inadequacy out there right now, you know, like Facebook groups, they're not cohesive or conducive for there to be like information in a digestible format. I found Reddit wasn't the greatest quality either. And you know, you got platforms like Facebook and Twitter, they're leaking our data. They're like uh, censoring our information and they're paying us and across the board, nobody's paying us anything mm. to post content or contribute to the platform. So I just thought to myself, you know, there's got to be a way to bring all these solutions together. Like what if there was no censorship or like we empowered free speech? What if, you know, we, there was no data leaks? What if it was like really well organized in a one-stop shop for everyone to like really learn about cryptocurrency who wanted to either be a beginner or like go a deep dive. Mm. And so that was exactly like where all of this started from and, um, kind of to extrapolate on like why it all started or like to put my resources in. It didn't take much resources at all because um, I, was, I was at this time really jaded with how ICOs were operating. You know, they're raising $30 million, teams of 50 members, mm -hmm. and they're, they have nothing to prove or nothing to show two years down the road. And I just thought, this is crazy. I wonder if a one guy team with a super limited budget could, could build something out. Mm -hmm. uh, for a really inexpensive price. So I just went, literally went on to Upwork, found myself a team of developers. They developed the app Strava. It's like an amazing bike app. It's, mm -hmm. it's my favorite app out there right now. And uh, so I teamed up with these guys and uh, just started going with it. I thought, you know what? Even if I just put out an MVP, like something that is going to at least add value to the community, put me back, you know, let's say six to 10 grand, whatever. At least I'm trying to add value and this is just my investment into it. So it wasn't so much like this big like decision. It was just more like, okay, now's the time. Let's, let's do it. So the straw was just like, yeah, they were always continuous, continuous. And then finally one day, maybe I just had to really answer the question, just a little bit more courage to be like, okay, let's go for it. Let's see what happens. Great. Let's actually dig into that too, for the people that are listening um, to clarify that there was no ICO. You did not take a bunch of people's money and then go and That's build right. anything you did it actually kind of the old fashioned way, which is a funny thing to say because this has only existed very recently. You did yeah. it this way and you're building from there and people are using it and it's working. I use it full disclosure for anyone that's yeah. wondering. Yes, it's good. It's solid. Um, and it's growing quickly and you're fixing all the little things that would irritate me. This interface problems. Yeah. They're there one day, they're gone the next before I even get a yeah. chance to, to complain. So um, <laughs> that's good. You know, it's moving fast and I like that. So what was the, the core principle then or philosophy that drives your mission at Uptrend? Is it that, that you, you know, kind of want to move things back to a distributed participatory model where it's not so centralized and pyramid-like? For sure. And that's definitely, we have, I guess you could say four foundational principles. So the, one of the four is distribution of wealth. So mm -hmm. to yeah, distribute the wealth, we move 80% of all ad revenue 
directly back to the users. And that's just the number that we're using right now. We're not really a for-profit entity. We're really just trying to like distribute back to the ecosystem and just make this thing run. Obviously there's operational costs. So we're just being on the conservative side for right now. Right. Um, but the four foundational principles are, yeah, distribution of wealth, equality of opportunity, security of data and the freedom of speech. So that's what Uptrend is built on. Mm. I like that too, because there are going to be some people who hear uh, distribution of wealth and they get a little bit of like the capitalist uh, prickly spine. Like, what are you saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you say equality of opportunity, it's like, ah, oh, are we talking exactly. about actually free market? I mean, it's been so long. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, For the distribution of wealth, because we had a little in-team conversation about what the phrasing was, because how, how, what was the word that I wanted to use? I kind of forget, but it was like... Um, the shift, I think the shifting of wealth is what I wanted to use mm. to really like give this kind of, it's more of like a revolution to like take the money from the corporations, give it back to the people. Right. That's the idea, but they're like, whoa, whoa, settle down, Jeff. Let's make it like a little more even keel. So we, we chose distribution <laughs> of wealth. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting to, to look at that and to be honest about the fact that within economic paradigms, we're not necessarily bound by the philosophies uh, in the books that we read growing up but that there's actually a time now where we have a global economy and it's not a, if we did, it's a, it's an emergent reality. So in a way we have an opportunity with technology and with the ability to communicate nearly instantly like this to build different systems and try different models and see how we can benefit each other and, and live in a way that's not um, so harsh. Right. So for sure, yeah, I fully agree. You know, like when you talk about the way that our economic structure is set up, for sure, these monolithic companies, in a way, they deserve the profits because they've built the infrastructure. But mm -hmm. I feel like people aren't being rewarded for the content that they're providing. They have a limited amount of options because right. all other social media platforms are just like shadowed by these like monolithic things. Right. And so Uptrend is, yeah, really trying to be like an answer to be like, hey, here's another option for you where you can actually be valued. For, for what you're creating, you know, for example, a, YouTube, a guy who puts a video on YouTube, maybe he's making 10% of ad revenue, if that, mm -hmm. and, you know, if you're on Facebook, Twitter, you're making zero or on Reddit. Um, so this is, yeah, the, the big thing is like, we can still be, you know, capitalist minded, but what if we all across the board had the same level of opportunity rather than just the platforms that we're operating on? And that's the big idea here. Sure. Yeah. As a business model, uh, it's, it's interesting because it's kind of like uh, I have some friends and we get into these um, admittedly intoxicated discussions of capitalist philosophy and uh, yeah. where the government comes in or doesn't. And uh, mm -hmm. one of the things was, look, it's okay to have a system in which you're distributing things evenly or where that's a priority when it's voluntary mm. and there's no force involved. And so if somebody has the option, you don't have to go use Uptrend, right? Just like yeah. people say, well, you don't have to use Twitter, which would be deplatformed, whatever thing yeah. is though when you're actually incorporating that the financial element that's very fascinating and i find it um will be interesting to watch it play out so right now the content on uptrend is almost exclusively related to cryptocurrency blockchain yeah. tech is the vision for uptrend to be a blockchain powered solution for all content like like everything you'd see on reddit or is it remaining focused on the culture news and community within the blockchain space for sure, yeah. So it will be blockchain powered for sure. Mm -hmm. However, the content that will live on the platform will be any and all topics. Uh, so, you know, maybe six months, one year, this is when we're gonna slowly start to branch out 
naturally into topics that are relatable, you know, say finance first mm -hmm. and then motivation maybe next or something like topics like this. Okay. Um, but right now the big, the real reason why we're just niching in on crypto is to create like a full feeling conversation where there's, it's not mm -hmm. too spread. We want to go deep rather than wide. So that's the idea. We want to, you know, have people post about a certain topic and for there to be a lot of people there to engage and comment and to have like a good intellectual conversation around that. You know, if we just open it up from housekeeping to AI, well, right. you know, you need a pretty big user base for that kind of conversation to fly. So yeah, yeah we're going to niche in for the first half year. Again, we don't have any set timelines because we don't have any investors on the ICO side. It's perfect for us. So we're just yeah. taking things super naturally timed. Um, so yeah, six months, nine months, one year, we'll see. Okay. So the message that I'm getting is do not go and try to take over uptrend with cat videos yet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, no, uh, no uptrend. No if it's a crypto cat, throw it on there. Crypto right. kitty, welcome. Yeah. See, here I was being all closed minded. Um, <laughs> and you have a lot of experience building these online communities. So it's not out of the question that you could have 600,000 users on uptrend within a year or two years you've for sure done it before um now yeah with that experience in building online communities how has that informed your process for the creation of upfriends you know you touched on it really briefly earlier when you said you know there's a problem one day and then there's not a problem the next and that's really the foundation of what we're trying to do is a platform that's built by the community you know the name uptrend the logo was literally built by the cryptocurrency investing group Mm. Uh, the whole concept for sure like i formulated maybe the foundation but the whole idea is there's a forum in uptrend called uptrend optimizations mm. and there's you know dozens of posts coming in all the time on hey i'd like to see this implemented or this and i'd say realistically about 90 percent of the time we're actually making these implementations so uh the community is really like the driving force behind all of this so yeah, yeah. okay that's uh that's definitely from the ground up then a community driven operation and i guess that also makes a lot of sense with the way that you're allocating revenue back toward um the i guess explain that for us actually because you know a person posts and they get these uptrend right. things. explain that dynamic for people who've never used uptrend right okay so for example every time you get an upvote on either a post or a comment uh, if you're level one, you're going to be earning the equivalent. It's going to be one token. And one token is equivalent to five US cents. Now mm -hmm. you can level up to level two. Now it's going to be worth five and a half cents, level three, six cents. So every time you level up, it's an extra half cent. So the more you level, the more you earn. Mm -hmm. um, and where that value per token is coming from is when advertisers purchase an advertisement on uptrend, let's say they you know, spend $10,000. We're going to take 80% of that $8,000 and move that onto a third party exchange where we're then going to do two things. We're going to set a buy order and we're also going to do a market buy. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to, let's just say, put a little buy volume into the market to give the token real value. And the buy walls will be set at around four and a half cents on the exchanges. Mm, interesting. Okay. So that's actually the, the way that people are being compensated within the platform is tied to your market activity on the exchanges. For sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. And you know, you're also working with a globally distributed team. Uh, clearly, you're currently um, not in the U.S. and you've got people around the world that you're working with, not to mention the fact that it's such a community-driven development process. What's mm -hmm. that been like? And have there been any challenges that you didn't expect at first? 
I'd say being globally distributed has just come with a lot of benefits, you know, for sure. You know, right now it's the majority of the team is in North America. So, you know, it's 2 a.m. there, 2 p.m. here. So there's a little bit of missing each other on the time, but, you know, it gives us a much more global perspective. You know, we have one guy who's in the Philippines and there's a whole new crypto scene in the Philippines that I wasn't aware about that he's tapped into. And so, you know, being global is fantastic because, you know, while North America is sleeping, obviously, I'm awake. So just to have that 24 hour on around the clock coverage has been fantastic. Because uh, mm -hmm. a big thing that we're prioritizing as a team right now is actually engaging with the community in comments as well. So uh, it's yeah, I'm sorry, I had a little connection issue here. Um, I think I caught that though. It's engaging and it's been positive. So you, you mentioned you have somebody here in the Philippines. I'm currently in Manila. Is he in Manila by chance or one of the other cities? I'm not sure what city he's in. I'd have to ask him. Oh, okay. Well, if he is, yeah. um, we should meet up with him at some point because I just went to a uh, this kind of, uh, it's the major digital currency meetup here and I went to one of their drink talk learn things. Mm -hmm. 26 presenters in with three minutes each or they had to drink if they didn't finish and uh they got a little noisy in that room but there were a lot of people there and a lot of people doing some really yeah. fascinating stuff and even the it's kind of counterintuitive it's like if you don't finish within three minutes take a drink i'm just going to keep blabbing on <laughs> there were a few that did a couple yeah. knew they were going to run long and so they drank up front and kept drinking and then one guy asked for, for sure. another one in the middle of it which was <laughs> <laughs> just bring a whole 26 up yeah yeah it was pretty uh Pretty fun though, and I learned a lot. So it's uh, it's amazing in all the countries around the world that are even remotely interested in the internet or what's going on economically, which is the vast majority of them. Um, there's these communities, and it's it's really yeah. a global phenomenon. It's not something that's stuck in San Francisco, Silicon Valley, oh, no. New York City, no. and that's what I like about it. Yeah, yeah. Even uh, in South America, there's been some. If you check out like the local Bitcoins Bitcoin volume. Mm -hmm. It's astounding at how exponential the growth has become. So South America in the yeah. cryptocurrency space is just really blowing up as an actual payment system. And I'm sure you're familiar with what's happening in Venezuela with their hyperinflation. So right. yeah, I'm really excited how it's, you know, not just kind of this cool internet thing anymore, but we're starting to get some real utility that's actually helping people and not just an investment where you make 10x or whatever. So that's what I'm super excited about. Yeah, me too. I think it's really fascinating to see what people care about in the different parts. So as you said, they're actually using it as a means of exchange, you know, uh, yeah. a system. And in, um, in the North American context, it's a little different. It's looked at very differently. And a yeah. lot of the focus there is on securities token, digital securities or trading or whatever. And yeah. then in the Philippines, it's uh, a lot of what's being rolled out is actually, again, it's payment. And it's integration with the telecoms, with the banking uh, situation here. They're very, like coins.ph just got largely acquired by Gojek. So they're doing this stuff where you can go and pay most of your bills, top up your, see people don't even really think about this in the States anymore, but like prepaid, everything is you go buy cards here and scratch yeah. it off. Well, now you can do that with your balance. You can get paid internationally. So for them, some massive amount of uh, Philippines GDP is actually remittance uh, from overseas mm. foreign workers, families, and exactly. sending money in to subcontractors. And the yeah. other, the third, third uh, highest ranked in the world for remittances in total U.S. dollar volume. So that's a big, big thing here. They're actually getting money from overseas and then spending it in the domestic economy because seventy percent of Filipinos are unbanked. 
Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, the question is, how are they sending it before Western Union where they're getting, you know, scraped 10 percent and they're yep. already working generally minimum wage jobs in North America. So it's just like I find, you know, like distributing the wealth. This is just a really good, like full hearted way to do it. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing stuff. And yeah, to touch on the Gojek, that's that's massive. That's a two point four billion dollar company right now. So, oh, yeah, that's yeah. what they did in revenue, actually, last year. It's nuts. It is, and they just acquired Coins.ph. We've had so many great partnerships in place. That yeah. is going to continue now. Uh, and they had a presence there at that event I went to. It's still a pretty tight-knit community here, from what I understand. Just starting to get mm -hmm. to know some of them. But with respect to the distribution, it's kind of this thing, too, where it's not so much like, hey, let's go take it from the rich people. It's a lot of times that's the criticism that gets heaped on, say, like a more yeah. socialist frame of reference. But this is yeah. like, look, if you had this lake, this lake full of water and then you have this valley that's a desert nearby and the only thing that's really stopping that valley from flourishing and being good agricultural land is that there's just no sensible irrigation or that which was there is not properly set up you know a canal yeah. a dam, something could fix this yes. and that's that's a really great way to distribute things better is to make it easier to do so mm -hmm. um, and what we have now with, it, with that concept, like you said, it was Western Union, it was PayPal, where Filipinos, because it's a high-risk country for payment uh, service providers, is they get their funds held for up to 30 days. You know, So they would That's use crazy. what call a PayPal and cashier, which is somebody who's hopefully trustworthy that receives your payment to their PayPal account, meets you in person, gives you cash, and takes a fee. And there were horror stories of like, <laughs> as you can imagine. Welcome to 2019. That's what we're doing today. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Archaic system. Like you're some kind of, you know, early Silk Road user. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. um, it's a pretty fascinating system and, and seeing people using it. You know, for instance, my fiance, she uses coins.ph, got it all set up. She's not really that interested in blockchain technology. She's just like, oh, right. this is going to make it a lot easier to move my money around here. All right. That's great, right? So yeah. Speaking of just actually using something because it's good and not because you want to support the philosophy, I have been using Uptrend and I actually like it. As I mentioned before, we started yeah. the interview and I have a selfish question for you. Um, yeah, yeah. I noticed you recently made an effort to incentivize original content over link sharing. So if you could tell us yeah. more about the motivation behind that and how you plan to build on that uh, as, as Uptrend grows and evolves. For sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's no secret. Like when, you know, when people are posting original content on any platform, that's what's really giving it the value rather than just like, Hey, check out this YouTube link, you navigate away. You're still giving YouTube this power. It's a good first step, but you know, original content, people uploading and creating on uptrend, I think is really going to start the transitionary shift into like a new way that we're doing social media. So the way that we're uh, incentivizing original content is uh, essentially twofold when you post original content so it all has to do with like the algorithm on how things are laid out on the feed so mm -hmm. you know one upvote is one point one comment is one point so as soon as you post original content you're automatically given 10 points so you're going to get boosted up in the feed instantly and then every upvote from there you're receiving 1.5 or one and a half an extra 50 percent uh per upvote so you know you get 10 upvotes it's actually valued at 15 plus your original 10 so you have 25 now, uh, 25 points in the algorithm rather than just 10. So original content is going to start getting shown a mm. lot more frequently so that it, it's incentivized to do so. Gotcha. And that's um, something that I guess mm -hmm. would just evolve out of watching how people are using the platform. Uh, or, or was that something you intended from the outset and it just took time to, to integrate it? 
you know, probably when, when I was starting the platform up, it was, you know, original content is good. That's what I'd like to see. But I certainly hadn't thought of, you know, the mechanism to incentivize it. And, you know, as more people started posting, we started to see a lot of links just because, you know, or quantity was getting people a lot of upvotes and so a lot of rewards and a lot of monetary return and mm -hmm. we thought you know this is good but this isn't to kind of like frame the whole thing i feel like uptrend and the quality of any social media platform is based on the content that's on there and so we don't necessarily just want you know links or copied things from our websites you know let alone legal reasons that come implied with that so mm -hmm. we, we just wanted more original content for, for those reasons. And so it was just kind of like, okay, well, what system can we set up that would, you know, be beneficial to the original content creators? Mm -hmm. And at the same time, not detrimental people who are sharing links. Uh, you know, equality of opportunity obviously is something that we want to explore. So, or that is our foundational pillar. So right. we want to try to make things open and accessible to anybody who uses the platform, whether they're a first time user or they've been on for, you know, a thousand years yeah yeah okay that's something that we had talked about in terms of one of the other platforms doing something similar that has had some trouble needed to lay some people off um, tell us about some of the problems you notice as a user there and as an outside observer as well uh, with respect to how long somebody's been around and making content versus a newcomer to the to the platform for sure so you're alluding to steam it i'm assuming yeah you said it, I didn't say it. <laughs> okay. yeah. Right on, I'll bring it up. So, because like our relationship with Steemit is, you know, we love Steemit. So they're an amazing first mover. They did a phenomenal way of reinventing social media. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, however, it's just a fact their website has not been developing in over two and a half years. Right. And uh, it, it is pretty much overrun by now. So, um, you know, if you're a new user on Steemit, um, you know power to the platform, but you're not going to be making really anything because the exposure that you're getting is really minimal as a new user almost like zero unless you're paying You know these bots to repost you or to upvote you and right. so it's kind of turned into this Not seedy, but it's very much like it feels like the capitalist model again It's like if you have a bunch of money dump two three four grand into steam it and now you're a power user like that and to me, that's like, ah, I don't know if that makes sense. You know, shouldn't everyone have equal opportunity? Because, you know, I started posting on Steemit and uh, that kind of fueled my fire as well. So I'm like, hey, nobody's reading my stuff. Like, this is quality content. I spent like 20 minutes making this, like an hour researching it. What's going on? This is BS. Right. And uh, so that's something that uptrend is veering away from. So it, no matter who you are or how long you've been on, if you're posting, it's going to get seen. And if it's quality, it's going to be upvoted. So that's something that I'm super excited to be bringing into the ecosystem. And again, you know, power to steam it. If they continue to upgrade, I'm super happy for them. But yeah. uh, until that happens, you know, we, I just didn't want to wait on the sidelines uh, for that to happen. So off, off goes uptrend and we're, we're starting to charge. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. You know, as a, as a, Casual uptrend user myself. Shout out to my nine subscribers. <laughs> if you're watching this, I think there's nine of you now. <laughs> so um, you know what I've what I've also enjoyed is that I do find some interesting stuff on there. Now I have Google Alerts set up in my Slack, so I always see the news anyway. So just people posting links doesn't yeah. necessarily interest me. But what was nice about it was they'd be upvoted, so I could see how much other people care about these links and. 
even before there was yes. a lot of original content, I was like, all right, well, that's a good thing to maybe go talk about or bring it up in one of the groups that I'm running. So there's definitely that element. And then, of course, with the, um, mm-hmm. the original content being incentivized more now, that's also really beneficial. Um, did you notice any surprising mm-hmm. behavior or use patterns uh, just emerging from how the community is interacting with the platform? And if so, what was the impact on your design and management strategy? I think all the surprises have been really positive surprises, honestly. Um, you know, you got to expect people are going to post a referral link here and there, but the big surprise was uh, the, the level of conversation that was happening on the, on the platform on Uptrend right from the get-go. You know, there were par- like medium articles being mm-hmm. written, uh, you know, like length, like just like five paragraphs of like a big thought piece. And then there'd be comments below it with, you know, paragraph replies. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, wow, this is already better than Reddit or Twitter. Like, even though we don't have a lot of users, I'm super pleased with the level of conversation. And so that's, and that's a reason why, you know, you talk about like what changes are we implementing? We want to see more of that. You know, we don't want 10,000 posts linking to ccn.com or whatever website we want, you know, personal opinions and personal insights. And so that's why we're trying to incentivize original content content more and you know to say that it's locked in on like 0.1 or 1.5 thing with the algorithm that's not true you know the platform's always adapting they're always experimenting with different models so yeah the the big surprise was the ability for people to put out such strong content Mm -hmm. and uh for it to be received so well so we want to we want to keep that going we want to keep that uh that good juju rolling and so another awesome surprise just in the last couple days was uh, we had, you know, Omar Baum Crypto, we had Michael Gu and the guys from the Bad Crypto podcast mm. come on to the uptrend and start engaging on a more regular basis. So yeah. that is just also super exciting because, well, now, okay, good. Now the good content is going to keep proliferating itself. It's kind of like, uh, what's that called? Like we're like two cells or one cell turns into two. And so, oh, my, yeah. My t- yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's what it feels like. I got, got my girlfriend over in the corner. She just gave me the mitosis tip. Thanks, Lisa. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> so we've got um, a lot ahead then, you know, 2019 has just gotten started. You were kind of in a mm-hmm. open beta phase, which is still, as I understand it, it's a soft launch. Uh, what's on the near horizon for growing? I think you just released your kind of first month reports on Uptrend itself. Tell us a little bit yeah. about that. Yeah, so we do weekly reports uh, in video every week just to give updates because we're actually up like moving really, really fast. So, you know, they're always like 10 minute long weekly recap videos. So it just got, goes to show like how much is actually going on mm-hmm. uh, in terms of partnerships that are coming on in the in the near term. Uh, one platform we're partnering with can't say the name yet. I hate how that's a thing, but can't say the name yet. Um, mm-hmm. But what it's going to allow us to do is send one up tokens, the uptrend native token over any digital medium. So you can text it to somebody, email it, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, whatever. And all you need is just a hyperlink. And let's say, you know, you don't even have this account. You just click the hyperlink, boom, it auto populates an account for you and a wallet and it puts the uptrend tokens directly in. And now you can, you know, send those to somebody else or cash them out. So it's a really, really seamless way to like integrate this into like a larger ecosystem. And uh, I believe they're coming out with a debit card fairly shortly as well too. So kind of like the pipe dream would be 
you know, you're sitting at your cafe, you make a post on Uptrend, earn yourself 100 upvotes, boom, your meal's paid for. Just swipe your <laughs> swipe the debit card. So that's the idea. Yeah. Nice. That's, a, that's pretty clever. I think um, I definitely look forward to learning more about that partnership. And of course, as you can't say the name, we won't go further down that path. But let's talk more about partnerships yeah. in general. So you have developed some other helpful partnerships for Uptrend. Can you just tell us and the audience more about those and how they came to be? There hasn't really been too much in terms of partnerships, unless um, uh, like I'm blanking on one that you have in your mind. Uh, well, I know that you've been working with Ben and Ben left because I, I met you through Ben, and then I think right. you you were somehow both connected to Hydro. So Project Hydro. I mean, to the extent that you're working together, I'm not certain, but they were listed somewhere on the site. Okay. Yeah, I was under the impression there was more to that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, Ben, and we also have another guy on the team, Mark. And he's working with Hydro as well, um, and so we are. I, again, I don't know what the legal implications are for me saying like, because we haven't really started to formulate anything concrete yet. There are some ideas that we're bouncing around. And uh, yeah, there, there are a few other projects that we are like, you could say in initial stage conversation with, you know, for example, like if you want to do a biometric sign in mm -hmm. onto Uptrend, uh, we're going to be potentially implementing that really soon. Um, and so, yeah, there's, a, there's a, there are a lot of platforms. There's another one that's uh, going to be like an all encompassing exchange. So You'll be able to like do atomic swaps for uptrend tokens to anything on platform. You can follow different traders and what those traders are, you know, saying to do and give them donations or upvotes based on, you know, were they successful or not. So there's a thousand and one things in the pipeline, but in terms of like super concrete, yeah. nothing right now. Um, you know, as, as we talked about, uptrend is super brand new and self-funded, so we don't have a lot of money to throw around for these big partnerships. Right. So uh, we're taking it slow and methodical and I think that's working really, really well for us so far. Yeah, so it was seeing your primary partnership is with your community itself and, and the way that you've developed. Exactly. Yeah, and that's very healthy. Yeah. It's a good way to see it rolling out, um, particularly where the use of partnerships as basically a logo swap for credibility purposes during an ICO uh, was a real bad PR blemish in the past year for this space. Yeah. You take it in a different direction and that's really cool. And it sounds like you have some very interesting stuff in the pipeline and maybe we'll have to have another one of these episodes towards the end of the year. Um, so with, this, with respect to that and what you're planning to do, um, is there anything that you find particularly appealing about a certain type of partnership in the year coming up beyond the ones you mentioned? And then also what do you find most risky or concerning about that? For sure. I think the most attractive partnerships aren't necessarily partnerships with other companies, but more so partnerships with people who are adding, con adding content and adding value. You know, I really feel Uptrend is like, well, it is uh, a platform that's driven by the users. And if the quality of users is low, then the quality of the platform is low. Mm. So we're being really proactive with reaching out to, you know, people who are knowledgeable in the crypto space to say, hey, come post here. You're going to get paid for it. Your data is secure. You know, you have freedom of speech. So like, come on over. So that's probably in terms of partnerships, what we're the most excited about because the platform itself is pretty comprehensive. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about going deep and not wide. We want to make sure that we're doing that. So when somebody lands on Uptrend, it's like, okay, like here are the things that I'm doing rather than having a plethora of, uh, of different options, you know, cause we've made a thousand and one partnerships and, <laughs> for myself personally, when I, when I make a partnership 
or when I see a partnership, I want there to be some weight behind it. You know, you talked about logo swapping mm-hmm. and that, that just grinds my gears. Honestly, it's just such an airy thing to do to just, it's like substanceless. And so Uptrend is really like built on substance. You know, we like, we built a project to solve a solution, to add value. It's like, here you guys go. What do you think? Right. You know, we're not any lofty projections. We're just like, Hey, here's who we are. Tell us how we can get better. We're going to implement that. We're super, super grassroots. And so I think that's something that really sets us apart uh, yeah. is yeah. Like the quality of partnerships that we want to enter into uh, is just a little bit different than what what's happening in the crypto space right now. And, you know, over the last year. Sure. So in the pursuit of those kinds of relationships and we're creating an attractive environment for those to come in and happen naturally. Um, that reminds me more of the way that maybe YouTube or Twitch or Mixer uses the term partner to mean basically somebody who's got a big audience. And of course they're compensating them differently, but um, yeah. you know, in, in that respect, then yes, it is back to your primary partnership being with the community. And yeah. that's, uh, that's pretty cool. I think that stands apart from most, uh, most companies out there right now in the world, let alone in the blockchain space. So I'm always going to be keeping an eye on that, particularly as a user of the platform. I am, it's good to hear, you know, it's good to hear. So for people who are looking for, uh, voices and insight they can trust, I always ask this question, you're a person that, you know, you've put integrity and, and all of these Mm -hmm. principles at the core of uptrend. So with respect to the fact that you are looking for those trustworthy, high quality, high integrity voices to come to the platform, who are some of the people you'd like to see uh, start posting more? For sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's just such a plethora of people out there who like put out really high quality content. People who we'd love to see come on right now are Ivan on tech. He was one guy who really got me kicking on Ethereum. He's probably my favorite to get information from. Obviously, you know, Data Dash, Anthony Pompliano. There's just such a plethora I could list off for years. But uh, yeah, I'd say let's go with those three for now. Okay, that's solid. And um, as far as just your favorite deal story, you know, this is one we always ask. Is there a particular story of a deal that you made in the creation of this platform or your communities or anything where it really stands out and will give a lesson to the listener? You know, I feel like the way... You know, like, for example, like Donald Trump, the art of the deal, like I win, they lose. Um, that's not necessarily how, how I like to think about deals. I, I much prefer, uh, you know, seven successful habits or seven habits of highly successful people is where this comes right. from. But win-win deals. And that's what I really, really love to go for is mm-hmm. where it's like, what would be the ideal scenario for you in this? And like, where, where are your boundaries? And just for them to be like, hey. Here's what it is. And whether that is an employee, whether that's a partner, doesn't matter who it is. That's how I like to do the deals. Like what works for you? And does that work for me? And rather than having this like tooth and nail thing where one party feels like, ah, oh, I wish I got a better deal. Right. I really value coming out win-win. So I, I can't say that I have this story where I was like, oh, I got this acquisition for a company that was worth 20 billion for like whatever. Like, right. I think my whole thing is just like people come out feeling that they're valued. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. If people feel valued and respected, mm. then they're going to get, they're going to give a lot more to the platform, you know, rather than trying to like fight them for tooth and nail. And they're going to do that to you as well. So right. I really like to play the win-win game. Absolutely. And you know, that's definitely something that we believe as well. And everything that Pendulum Insight does is oriented around yeah. that kind of principled approach. And 
with um, with that, I'd like to offer you an opportunity to share any other words of wisdom with the audience uh, before we wrap things up. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess to tie it to uh, to what I just talked about, I think you know, compassion is the biggest thing that you can that you can do in your life. You know, if you're living your life with compassion, everything's going to be great. You know, you can still be highly successful. You can still be highly motivated. Um, and you can still put your interests in front of others if, you know, that's the way that you roll. But I think as long as you have others in mind, then you're going to be able to live a life that's just not like really fruitful for yourself, but fruitful for like a global ecosystem. And I feel, you know, all of us being in cryptocurrency, for sure, there's some people who are more interested in the investment side. But I think a lot of us feel deep down this shifting happening in the way that our world is kind of structured. And I feel a lot of this is rooted in like a deep sense of compassion. Like, yeah, like even if you're not socialist, there is still compassion deep in you. That's like, yes, distribute the wealth, equal mm-hmm. opportunity. That makes sense. So uh, yeah. I think my words of wisdom to summarize, don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a dick. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> do not be a dick. And we really appreciate you taking the time and, and sharing that, that uh, emphasis on compassion and mm-hmm. the way that that can be done in a motivation that's still business savvy. That's still like, let's yeah. make some money together. Let's do it in a respectful way. Let's make sure everybody's yeah. winning. Otherwise let's not do it. And yeah. that really resonates with me. And I think it should resonate with anybody who's listening to this. And if you're listening to this and you think it's stupid, then don't listen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're already pretty much at the end. So whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> you can unsubscribe one of, yeah. one of my nine subscribers. So, uh, <laughs> that's right. So Jeff, I really appreciate you taking the time today. And if people want to reach out and connect with you and get involved with Uptrend, where should they do that? Yeah, best place is directly on Uptrend. Just, you know, there's a little search bar at the top. Search my name, Jeff Kerdakis. Um, otherwise, Jeff at Uptrend.com. If email is more of your jam, that's the best way. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. It's uh, Jeff Kerdakis. And go look him up. Go to Uptrend, Uptrend.com. We really appreciate taking the time today. And we'll talk to you soon. Right on. Thanks a lot, Colin. Thank you for listening to the Pendulum Insight Podcast. If you learned something today and you want to know more, go check out PendulumInsight.com.